In a world where truth is suppressed, information is censored, and alternative ideas are silenced, one group refuses to be muzzled. Despite shadow bans on social media, low downloads, and crickets on Patreon, one group refuses to be a mainstream media puppet. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the podcasters. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us and welcome back. We have another great show in store for you. Chronic, aka Derek LaRose, is here to talk about his podcast, The Homegrown Podcast from Homegrown Cannabis Co. Chronic, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I've uh, enjoyed multiple episodes of you guys, so I'm very excited to be Well, it's to fun to have you on, and I got to say, you're the first cannabis cultivation podcast that we've had on the show. I don't know why, but you're the first one, so I'm really excited to talk to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than enthralled. I love sharing information, so well, clearly, and I, One of the things I always say about a good podcaster is they're, they're kind of a generalist. You, you, like you're... You're not necessarily an expert in every nuance, but you have enough experience that you can hang with just about everyone. I thought maybe to get started, you're clearly know your way around cannabis. How'd you get here? So first off, I appreciate that. Definitely have a lot to learn and there's always more to grow, but I grew up in Florida for like 15 years of my life, originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but we moved to Jacksonville when I was a kid and I just started smoking around like, I don't know, 14 or 15. And it costs money. So you got to sell it. So I started selling it back then. And lucky for me, I actually made friends with people who were growing on a farm that was pretty discreet. But this farm actually was a home to a lot of the original strains like the Crippy that would go around Florida, or they had the original Blue Dream from like 1992, I think it was. And they had Matt Burgers, Bubba Kush, and it was just like a really beautiful farm. And it was just an indoor greenhouse set up kind of like in the backwoods of like not the uh, South Florida, but like heading towards Orlando area. Not going to give away too much. <laughs> gator, gator country. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the boondocks. Um, yeah, so I, I got started then and, and basically it was just like a helping hand and I would move a lot of weight for various people just around the cities and stuff like that. And it allowed me to introduce myself to a lot of different people and just like the cannabis industry in general. And I did get out of selling because of a girl, my fiance. (laughs) So uh, I did stop selling. But during that time, I got so intrigued with uh, cannabis cultivation that I was like, all right, I'm going to hop on every forum I can. I became an admin for Grass City Forums, Royal Queen Seeds, all sorts of other various seed companies where I eventually landed up working with my uh, all-time favorite seed company, Homegrown Cannabis Co., where that's like where I molded the education I wanted to do. And it's pretty much like the last eight, 10 years of my life of just talking to various cultivators I've been able to know, um, just running into people when I sold weed, asking them questions about their growth. So just kind of like weird circumstances, to be honest. (laughs) It's an eclectic education, but it got you to where you are right now, which is like I said, you know enough about every topic that you hang comfortably with every one of your guests tell our listeners like what type of topics that they can expect when they're listening to your show 
Yeah, most definitely. So we have a wide variety. Um, some of the older episodes are going to be more of the interview based. Like we have one of our first episodes on microbials. That with my buddy Jake Schulte, he does another podcast, Get to the Roots, and he talks more about like the microbial life, organic gardening, really how to build up mycorrhizal development and getting into the fundamentals and foundations of like true organics and what no-till gardening is. So that was a hit episode. And then you can expect uh short like 15 minute segments on maybe more specific like what items you might need for growing cannabis um the last episode i just put up was can you grow cannabis for under 500 dollars? so it's a pretty much every item i list out and then we have more in-depth interview episodes with kyle cushman or eric brandstad or the dank duchess where we'll hone in on their specific backstories as well as their specific skills like kyle cushman we have two interviews where we did strawberry cough backstory as well as some fun stoner stories. So they can kind of expect education in every video, but it's not thrown at you all the time. You get some fun content. Yeah, I actually, I have a clip from Eric Branstad episode where he talked about light deprivation. Let me play this real quickly. Mm -hmm. Our eyes are more sensitive than a plant. And so when we see color in the morning, it doesn't mean the plants are awake just because we see a sliver of light coming up. And so it takes a certain amount of lumens to actually wake the plant up. Exactly. And so how do we figure that out? If our eyes see color and plants don't, do we look at the newspaper and say, okay, sunrise is at 615 and that's what we say our plants go by? No, it has to be a little bit more accurate. And so using the light meter, we could go out to the garden first thing in the morning and we'd only have to do this. He is just so passionate that guy is so passionate he really is he's one of my favorite people to talk to about light deprivation in greenhouses i learned an immense amount that episode and he's and he's you know what his family's been farming since 1860s i mean like this this is a real deal this guy's the real deal and it was a good interview too because you didn't just talk about light deprivation but you tied it into his experience following the dead and a bunch of other things that he did. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things that, that I like about your show is, and it's, it's less sterile. It's more about the person. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think you do a good job of, of making it so that not just the experts can enjoy the show, but a novice can listen to the show and pick up a lot too. I'm sure that's a little bit challenging to, to tailor your episodes so that everyone within that spectrum can understand what you're talking about. I appreciate you saying that because it actually is a lot of work because a lot of the things people don't understand about cultivation is like it's easy in a sense, but it's very scientific and it's very number based. And so when you start hitting novices with all this scary information, it can be so overwhelming that it turns people away from growing. And that's like the last thing that we ever wanted to do at Homegrown and that I wanted to do. I wanted to help people really round off the knowledge that they already have and get them confident understanding what they're reading. So I really take my time to try to break down the stuff that I knew was explained to me like 10 times. I'll explain it the way that it finally hit me right. And I'll try to even break that down further. And I found that bringing a little bit of lightheartedness, we're all people at the end of the day, we all have stories. And these people that we look up to, they've been on so many interviews, but it's basically always asking about like, how do you do this with cultivation? It's like, well, let's hear some backstory to their own tales and how this passion and creation, like how did you create light deprivation, Eric Branstad? That's something viewers can go check out that he breaks into. And all that came from his journey. And his journey was so important to how he created light depth that 
that journey for me and that tale of understanding rounds more information to people because they can relate to it versus having to sit like a lecturer in a classroom and understand the material. Just to add to that, he mentioned in about making it so that his day was, I, I come home from work, I do this. I go to bed, I do this. Like, that's like a real world per- issue. Like, I, 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 got, I have kids, I have a family, I have to eat dinner. I don't, can't spend my whole time out in the garden. And I thought that was really interesting how he, like I said, you brought it back full circle to like everyday person. Yeah, it's and it's really important. Exactly what you said. You have a family of kids. And even if you don't have a family, when you come home from work, if you're a single person, you're tired, you're exhausted, you don't want to necessarily spend six hours in your garden. So really making sure that you have quality understanding of your knowledge dialed in setups and very, very automated systems, even if they're not like all mechanically and robotic automated, but automated in a sense where you only have to go out, check for 10 minutes, hang out for maybe 20 minutes max, once or twice a day, and you're done. And that was the big thing with greenhouse growers and something that we experienced in our homegrown garden was just Parker was in the garden so much watering, dealing with caterpillars and all these issues that I knew that going into that interview with Eric Branstad, I really wanted to break in so how home growers could, if they have hoop houses or if they have, you know, greenhouses, they don't have to spend two hours in their greenhouses daily because it is overwhelming. It definitely yeah, is. Great. Well, before I finish, I always like to give a little advice for aspiring podcasters from the experts. And you're really good at staying true to your audience. I mean, just clearly in this interview, you can tell that you're you're passionate about this and you stay true to your audience. I, this is going to sound like a really obvious question, but but for some reason, so many podcasters get this one wrong. Why is it important to stay in your podcasting lane? Well, it's important to stay in your podcasting lane for a few reasons. I'll give my top three reasons. One would be your marketing standpoint. If you're staying in your lane for your marketing standpoint as an aspect from a business or just from a, you're trying to relay a message, if you're trying to shout your message to gamers and musicians and various other people and your message is art, it's not going to really go out there because they're paying attention to music or gaming. So with me, Cultivation, we stay in the home and garden section and we upload to pretty much only the home and garden areas or the cultivation forums. And we don't really try to go outside our lane in, in the sense of like, yes, we I'm backed by a seed company on the Homegrown Podcast and you'll hear me shout them out. But I'm not drilling deals every episode. I'm not drilling seed sales every episode. So it's important to stay in your lane in, in the marketing aspect. And then as a personal, like for being able to sleep at night, it's really important to stay in your lane. Um, I say that in, in a few standards. So if you're going to become a podcaster or anyone on social media, you need to pick the route that you want to take your channel and you want to pick your morals and your moral representation of your channel and stick by it because it's a very important thing to build a community, but it's even more important to make sure that your community is not toxic. It's the community that uplifts you at the end of the day. And when you go to bed at night, you're not questioning the words that you put out there or the messages that you put out there. There's a, a lot of different podcasts out there. And in this day and age, anyone can have a word and it might sound fun to hop on a mic and blab your opinion but your opinion might shift through the years. So it's just for that, just staying in your lane is important for progress in your own career, progress for the people who are listening, and just for your moral comfort. Those are, those are two really good reasons to do that. And I think that as a listener, 
I get frustrated when a podcast that I am listening to for this specific reason reason or topic starts talking about something totally unrelated, but it's maybe a passion that the host has, but it's not consistent with anything else that they've done. They lose me. And like I said, you've done a really good job on that. Well, you can listen to a new episode of the homegrown podcast every week on all the major podcast networks. Is that right? Okay, good. Yep. Every single Wednesday. Yeah. We, we put up a new episode and it's on YouTube. Well, chronic AKA Derek, Thanks for being on the show today. That was fun. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm happy to come back anytime. Just let me know. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.